I'm Courtney. And I'm Allison. And we're Courtney and Allison. This is the Double X Files, a podcast that is sometimes about the X Files today, Allison. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) It's about anuses. (laughs) But Courtney, it's always about anuses. But not our anuses this time. Well. Well, yeah, it will be about our anuses this time. <laughs> but also, Allison, so many colons. A lot of butt stuff. Just all- <laughs> In this app. Bud. Butts. Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> These are the three things we're going to talk about. Now, this episode of The X-Files is notorious. Yes. I forgot it was coming. Me too. Uh, but it hit us like a ton of bricks. I want to get right into it. Okay, let's do it. So can you ne- uh, read the descriptiono of this episode? I think it's season eight, episode ten. It is. This episode is called Bad Luck, and here is the description. Scully and Doggett investigate a series of murders linked to an Indian mystic who lodges inside his victim's bodies. Now, you watched, started watching this one before me, and you sure texted did. me uh-huh. some things that were happening. Yes. And from your texts, I thought that this was going to be a lot more graphic than it was. No. <laughs> <laughs> there was one kind of graphic scene. There was a lot of blood. Yeah. Um, there was one kind of graphic scene, but what I was kind of mystified with, the first thing I was mystified with, with um, was the whole concept. Just the whole kind of thing of what it was. Uh, it was a joke. Um, and I thought maybe this was going to be my last Double X-Files episode. You did seem ready to quit. I was ready to quit. Now, then I kind of sat with it a little bit longer. It was like a tea bag. I kind of just let it seep. Steep, yeah. Uh, and um, now I believe this is the best episode of The X-Files we've ever watched. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what to do with that. But I would love to... Now, you said this episode was a joke. Yes. Uh, I would love to read you Josh Chabon's uh, inspiration for this episode. Now, he's the one who wrote it, correct? He wrote it. Okay. Um, now, here's an actual quote uh, of what inspired him. What if someone who came up to me and asked me for money was actually a bad guy? (laughs) Now, I'd love to know what drug he took in between that thought and the small man crawling up the big man's butt. He didn't need to take a drug. He just sat in a philosophy 100 class. And (laughs) what if, what if that man bad? Um, he... His early drafts of the episode featured the antagonist uh, being someone with no legs who can shrink himself and climb inside your ear, but Carter vetoed that. So I think we have Chris Carter to thank ultimately for the ass crawling. So Chris Carter said, you know what? Man crawling up a guy's ear, that's too weird. (laughs) Where can we fit an actual human being up someone's butt? In ass. In ass. Where do we put it? In In ass entertainment. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I just, how did, how, how did this get made? I don't, it's, you know what, it's such a good question. <laughs> Ooh, there's so many people, now you, you used to work in, like, not this industry, but an industry. An entertainment. Indi- I used to work in an industry. There's so many hands. Yes, that on are on that the ball. ball. Yeah. And 
so all of the hands that touched this ball, the episode of this X-Files, um, were okay with the butt they stuff. They were like, yeah, this seems chill to me. Let's stuff a small man into a bigger man's colon. Uh-huh. And let's have Scully talk a lot about just ripped rectums. Yeah, just torn up, really just destroyed. Let's, let's get anuses. a real, let's, let's get her a little moody about Doggett not believing that a small oh man crawled up a bigger man's butt. Yeah. Just, right? Oh god, the energy between them was just toxic in this episode. <sighs> uh but I enjoyed it the most. This is going to be the episode that I think I remember until I die. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's why I think it is my favorite episode. Because <laughs> I can't believe it happened. Well, why do you walk me through the uh, okay. the pre... Because I got some notes. Yeah, please. I got some uh, background notes that I think are going to real pipe up this episode <laughs> to, a, to a fever dream. Uh, so you got a big guy. You got a big guy. You got to hire a big guy. He's a the biggest man. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in a suit, so you know he's an asshole. And he's a, a um, white guy in India. So you know he's an asshole. <laughs> and he looks um, – they filmed this at an airport, and they stuffed it full of extras. And all the extras are basically uh, meant to beg. Yeah. Because I guess that's India. Yeah, that is the perception of India that they're pushing here cool. is look at all the poverty. And hey, Mark Snow, he's there. He is there. He's been ripping. He's rips all episode. <laughs> I guess. Do you think um, Chris Carter thinks like all of these beggars just like carpool into the airport to harass rich Americans? Yeah, 100%. That's what they just think. Okay, cool. <laughs> Neat. Um and the big guy, he is uh, disgusted by all of this because he is a white man in uh, India. And so he sees our star of the show, your friend and mine, Deep Roy. Deep Roy is here. Now, I did a big, I did a deep dive into Deep Roy. <laughs> Because um, the first thing I recognized him is uh, currently was the remake of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. He was yeah. doing Palupas. And I'm like, oh, he has to do more. Uh, so he was a really big puppeteer, mm-hmm. specifically in um, The Labyrinth and a oh. lot of Jim Henson stuff. And he was in Return of the Jedi in the Max Rebos band. And his character name, Allison... Was Droopy McCool. It's true. It was. <laughs> it was a great character name. Maybe one of the best in the entire Star Wars series. <laughs> How come I've never heard about Droopy? You've never heard about Droopy I've McCool? I've never heard about Droopy McCool. Okay, when I looked up Deep Roy as I was watching this episode, I was like, oh shit, this dude was Droopy McCool. <laughs> I'm glad you had that context because <laughs> it pooked me hard. <laughs> A, the fact that George Lucas would name such a stupid name, <laughs> but B, that that character did have a name. Yeah. And it was Droopy McCool. And he was in the Max Rebo band. And he was in the Max Rebo band. And do you know band. where they played? In the, he, do you know what they played? What, what did they play? Jizz. Jizz? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not jazz. Jizz. They played jizz. It's space jazz. <laughs> What's space jizz then? Jazz. <laughs> oh man, I took your home and jazzed all over. Oh, I ejasculated. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Oh, George Lucas, you fucking scam. You sprightly fellow. Droopy <laughs> McCool. So Deep Roy, he's um he's a puppeteering character actor. Yeah. Um, and he is small in stature. 
And he, they put him on one of those little scooters. I think he's one of those actors that you look at him and you're like, oh, I've seen this guy a million times. Oh, he's everywhere. Yeah. Um, so they put him on a little scooter. Uh, I think you usually use them to scoot underneath a car to change the oil. Yeah. But I want to know if in your childhood, did you ever use those? Oh, yeah. Was it during P.E.? Yes. Hells, yeah. Just like no holds bar roller derby on those little carts. <laughs> my favorite thing, the highlight of my um, P.E. educational career was in elementary school when my P.E. teacher announced that it was Indy 500 Day. Oh, my God. He set up a track inside our gym. That's amazing. And we had... We had the engine, which is the person who pushes, <laughs> and the driver who is sitting on the, the fucking scooter, and we would just whip ourselves around That's there. so good. Oh, it was the best. I just remember sitting on those and, like, using your legs to push you off of one wall just to see how far you could get. Right? It felt magical. It was magical. Because we, as maybe two people who are not very athletic, we were very good at pushing. <laughs> <laughs> so he is ready to Indy 500 around. Yeah. He's a little... Now, I think I did believe they put him on a scooter because it was quote-unquote creepy. Um. Also because the, the man that he's portraying is supposed to be um an amputee. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. And obviously Deep Roy is not. And yeah. so they ha- needed to hide... Parts of his legs. Yeah. So that was part of the scooter. But they used the little scooty scooty noise. Yeah, the, the scooty scooty noise and the creak of the wheel. Yeah, nice. To be very uh, spookums. I guess so. So he, he had Deep Roy reaches out and uh, he's looking at the American and the American just throws him some change and Deep Roy is like, nah. It's not what I want. I want that ass. <laughs> I gotta get in that ass, Now though. this is a nightmare situation because the American goes to the toilet, which... I don't, oh. I, like, I don't know if they have sit toilets everywhere. Well, maybe at an international maybe airport, Maybe an international though. airport. So he's sitting on the toilet, um, and my nightmare is someone looking under, just, and that, not just Leander, but just coming right in. Um, has, has that ever happened to you? I mean, I think I've had a child poke their head under I've had a child once. come right in. Oh, really? In a, I think it was a public, like, McDonald's or something, and just, like, mom told the kid to wait outside. Kid did not want to wait nope, outside. Nope, I'm getting in there. Came right in. <laughs> getting in there with a stranger. <laughs> Asked me what I was doing. He crawled up your ass, he's still inside <laughs> you today. <laughs> I am that child now. <laughs> he's ten. <laughs> oh, boy. Um... Yeah, that was terrifying. Oh, didn't yeah. like that. No, didn't I didn't like care that. for that. Uh, but he got the American gets dragged out, and um, guess what? <laughs> He's in there. <laughs> I live here now. That's what he do says. Think, do you think he just like dives in? Oh. Like, does he lube up his body and just like go? I think he goes in. I think he raw dogs it. Really? Yeah. Wow. He lets the blood be his lube. Because, you know, as soon as he gets up in there, he's tearing something He's, t- he's wiggling all. He must feel good. For him? I- For whom? I don't know. Okay. I just said it. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think there is a certain pleasure yeah. when, when things are inserted. Wait. Oh, wait. Wait. That's vor, huh? No, this is like reverse vor. This is butt vor? Yes. There's butt vor. Southern vor. <laughs> Basement for. <laughs> Did we just stumble upon that? Well, yeah. People like that, huh? It, like when you eat something with your butt. Yeah. 
reverse birthing. <laughs> <laughs> Look, friends, we don't want to talk about this stuff. They're forcing they us. They want us They're to. They're making us talk about How it. How dare they? Oh, God. Disgusting. Josh uh, Shaban, you should be ashamed of yourself. stuff? Us? Ugh. Never. Mm. <laughs> but, you know. But it felt good. <laughs> so, um, Deep Roy is a master puppeteer, so I guess he just puppets this yeah. man's body. Just puppets the man. And he goes on the airplane and he comes out in the, he comes out in his, um, hotel. Yeah, he just doesn't say anything. Blood starts pouring from the anus and I'm now, like, been there. Hold on. I have another fun fact, actor <laughs> fact. Okay. Uh, and this is one that, Colin did point out, so I am going to give him credit, okay, even though he okay. does not listen to our podcast. Um, the bellhop. Mm-hmm. Did he look familiar no. to you? Interesting. <laughs> the bellhop is from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh! He's the sex worker who's hired as Charles Boyle's double, body double. Oh, shit! Yeah. That's awesome! <laughs> because we looked at him, oh, he looks like Boyle. He did look like Boyle. He did look like Boyle. So there you go. Oh my god. A little little star for us. Anyway, so the man, the big man, sits on the bed. Mm Mm-hmm. And boy. Blood just starts pouring from him. I mean. And uh, that's where Skelly and Doggett get involved. (laughs) Because if you have that much blood. Hey, has Skelly and, and, and Doggett ever checked on your butt? No, they've never been so kind as to check on. But you know who has my gastroenterologist, oh. <laughs> and I think he might be better because my butt's not haunted. It's just like sure? a run of the mill kind of situation. Are you sure your butt's not haunted? Well, is there something in there? You can never be too sure that your butt's not haunted. What if you got? What if it's just a little man that lives down there? Oh, I don't care for that. Little elf. I don't really like <laughs> thinking about that because he's just in there stomping around. <laughs> Just, you know, he's like, every time I eat a piece of popcorn, he's taking the kernel and he's just punching it into the wall <laughs> until he makes a little gash. Has he paid rent? Never. That's that's awful. That's a crime. That is Am a crime. Am I a landlord? Ooh. Am I a bootlicker? <laughs> Are you a butt licker? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> X Files made us. 2019. 2019. If you don't eat ass, then you're not welcome to the apocalypse party. Um, so Doggett, Doggett is talking about what ha- might have happened to this man. He says, there's no sign of hemorrhagic fever. <laughs> <laughs> no R on that bad boy. And then Skelly says, uh, there's no sign of forced entry, but there is sign there is- of forced exit. <laughs> she didn't say that. That joke's all mine. So, um, they find little prints. <laughs> so, this makes them jump to a child did a crime. Yeah, okay, but what's weird to me is at this point in the episode, it feels like they are both just taking at face value that someone was inside of this man. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, go ahead. And then later, it's like, Scully has to convince Doggett of it, of this thing that in this scene, they both seem pretty sure of. Well... I don't know if Doggett's a hundred percent sure because he's always got that. Well, I is there's yeah. not enough evidence. Scully pulls a fucking molder, and I'll talk about this like when we get to yeah. it. But she's like, um, a child crawled up, crawled up that man's butt. Uh, keep an open mind. <laughs> keep an open mind. She a child, says that a lot. A child was in his ass <laughs> and came out, and keep it was a crime. <laughs> but keep an open mind. Do you think that would be a crime? 
I guess you did murder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> yeah, I'd say it, well, you might uh might get put in the old pokey for that. Okay, 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 okay. okay. Just just playing with uh, human autonomy <laughs> currently. You cannot puppet a man via his butt. Yeah, especially not non-consensually. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that part. Yeah, I mean, what if? What if? That's a whole new fetish. <laughs> Puppeting. <laughs> no, it's vor. It's reverse vor. Oh, we talked man. about this. Or is it like kind of a Pacific Rim thing? <laughs> one it was good i'm glad a pacific rimmer yeah is what we call that pacific rim job <laughs> thank you there we go oh, oh boy oh, the x-files made us do this guys yeah they they i'm sick my tummy feels gross same talk about so much butt stuff uh-huh. anyway so, so the <laughs> morgue <laughs> let's go oh. let's go to the morgue yeah let's do it um, so, Allison, they mention damage to the rectum and colon shredding. And now at this point, Skelly does sound like my gastroenterologist. <laughs> Stop eating popcorn. No. Yes. Because it hurts so bad. It hurts so bad. That little elf downstairs is going to just pound away. So, um, Doggett mentions maybe a drug mule. Yeah. And so he put a bunch of drugs up there, like 30... 33 pounds worth of drugs. Well, and Scully's like, yeah, like, they're suggesting that he swallowed them and let them pass all the way through his body. Oh, really? But my understanding that a lot of drug muling was just putting it up. Yeah, Yeah. Because you don't want to swallow it because then... Because it could... All your digestive tract is going to get up into it. Because you put them in, like, a balloon or a condom, Yeah. I would would assume your stomach could get rid of that. It's like swallowing a whole grape. Like, it's going to get in there. Well, but there are some things that we swallow that, like, it comes out whole. Oh, I mean, for me, there's a lot of things. Spinach. (laughs) Blueberries. Corn. Peas. Yeah. Yeah. Edamame. Yeah. It's just full. Well, you're not supposed to eat the shells (laughs) out. Whoops. So maybe if you just wrap it in corn. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Right? Like a giant corn kernel. Like a corn ball. Bioengineer that, farmers. <laughs> Drug mules. <laughs> yeah, that is weird. I would assume they just put them up their butts. Yeah. For safety. And then you clench it. Um, yeah. God. Like, that must be so uncomfortable. Because it would just be in your sitting well, yeah, in your I colon. Mean, but think about, like, like, I'm sure it just feels similar to, like, a colonic or if you put something up there, like, for fun. Yeah, but you gotta be in the right mood. Oh yeah, for sure, but it's just like a pressure. So I, so, so when, back when I had slow bowel, now, again, the X-Files is making me talk about this. Um, uh, I had slow bowel, so sometimes it would just, you would just have like something gathering right, right in your colon. Mm-hmm. And it just hurt to sit. Yeah. You just could, it just was uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And you had to like, just lever it out. <laughs> the little man inside there. <laughs> the little man. He's got a little shovel. He t- <laughs> He's got one of those um, presses that they put do on U- YouTube. You know mm. the hydro hydro press. Uh, yeah. <laughs> press it out. Like uh, one of those play doh play doh extruders. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Must hurt. Must be really uncomfortable. Yeah, I bet. Mm. Especially having a thirty three pound man in your corner. Yeah, I mean that's that's gonna shred your business. So for sure. Doggett says it's a drug mule, but like 
you know, Scully's like, no, it's a child. It's a 33-pound person that someone put up that man's butt. Keep an open mind. Keep an open mind. And an open anus. Is that a, was that a sex thing? Keep like, an open mind? You know. Hey. Hey. Do you want 30 pounds of me in you? <laughs> you think this is a come on? Yeah. Mm. Or a come in. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, boy. Nothing puts me in the mood more than <laughs> putting a man inside of another man. I mean, yeah. It's like a Russian nest doll. I'll see a man inside a man. I love that. But you open up one nest doll and just <laughs> another nest doll. So it's man's all the way down. <laughs> this is a new, uh, well, I really wanted to say human caterpillar, <laughs> but that's not what it is. This is, okay. This is a mistake that we have made because we actually recorded a lot yeah. in September and we had almost October all the way off. Uh-huh. And now we're back and we're with this episode. I'm just, I'm vibrating with energy. <laughs> I just can't get this out of my mind. Yeah. I haven't stopped thinking about it. <laughs> You're bewitched. <laughs> I'm haunted. <laughs> Why does Scully think it was an... Ha. How does Scully think that... A smaller man actually went into a bigger man. Like, 13 minutes in, I wrote down, I checked, Scully is pull- putting a molder, and she says, what if someone entered and exits this man of its own free will? I, You know what? The only reasoning that I can have in my head is because the writers made her. <laughs> the writers made her do it. But um, Because to me, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't. Like, okay, I've seen, I've seen a guy... Put his head inside of, of another person's vagina. I've mm. seen it. Who oh, yeah. We've it? all seen it. That, I mean, the butt is, it's not supposed to, because, you know, the, a vagina is designed for things to come out of it out that of are it. much big. Mm-hmm. Um, the butt obviously can become quite Large. Large. Mm. Um, but for a man to j- crawl in there of his own free will, I feel I'm- like is a bit of a stretch. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Remember I said I quit? Yeah. I think I'm going to do it. Okay. Okay. Because of me? I don't know. This fucking show. Let's talk hey, about. <laughs> can you imagine? Hey, could you imagine that you said your favorite show on this planet is the x-files and then i say hey what did you think about that episode uh, of your favorite show the x-files about the smaller man crawling up the bigger man's butt and you're like yeah i guess that was okay <laughs> that was fine how could you i don't know how could you i don't know like okay sure Turn a blind eye to like racism and xenophobia. Which also is in this episode. Oh, for sure. <laughs> but you can't, you can't say this is your favorite show because you have to take it as a whole. You cannot cherry pick. <laughs> it's everything. It's all or nothing, baby. <laughs> you got to be ride or die for the X Files. <laughs> so tell me now. This is my favorite episode of the X Files. But you have to look it straight in the eye. Straight in the fucking brown eye. <laughs> and you have to accept it. You have to eat it. 
<laughs> you have to Matilda it. I'm going to put this oh whole God. thing in a cake and you're going to have to eat it all. <laughs> I'm going to get trench bowled. <sighs> wow. I have a lot of feelings about this. Well, let's, you know what? Let's take a breath. Okay. Let's talk about these two boys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. So this guy, this guy in the butt yeah. comes out of the butt <laughs> and he gets a job as a janitor. Because he has some sort of ability to glamour himself. Okay, well, no. Is he in another guy's butt? No, the janitor is a glamour. <laughs> okay, you've been watching too much D&D. I've been watching too much D&D. Yeah, or listening, or playing. All of it. All of it. Um, Yeah, he's got... Because he's, he's a fakir. Okay. And they have, you know, powers of the mind. <laughs> as we learn from this man that's going to talk to. Why does he crawl up another boy's butt? Look, if I knew that, I wouldn't be doing this podcast. You'd be writing a PhD. I would be in somebody's butt. Okay, so he he is a glamour. He has made himself into a janitor. And as he's working as a janitor, he sees these two boys having a scuffle. Yeah, bully. There's a bully subplot. Now, I would like to talk about the small blonde boy. Please. uh, Because he is played by Michael Welch. Uh, who also played Joan's brother on Joan of Arcadia. <laughs> what if God was one of us? Oh my God, this star-studded event. I love Joan of Arcadia. I thought Do that you? show was so good. Is it about God does talk to God her? God does talk to her. And what does, like, does God tell her useful stuff? Sometimes. Or like, yeah. But also it's just, like, about the concept of faith and being a teenager and stuff. Oh. Does he say, like, hey, you're going to get your period soon, but it's it's cool. <laughs> like yes. does he warn her yeah he gives her warnings about yeah. things like you know what I know you want to eat that chapstick because it does smell like Dr. Pepper smackers but don't it's kind of like if Mothman had your number right yeah no but he warns you about the bad stuff yeah and he wa- he's like hey you're gonna hurt yourself you gonna beef it <laughs> watch out and I'm gonna tell you when I'm just gonna sit up here I'm the Mothman <laughs> god Okay. Uh, so yes, these two boys have a fight, and then one of the boys' dads comes and he's like, "Hey, you lay off my son, yeah, you wicked little boy." And then <laughs> I have a question because yeah. neither of us are parents. Do we? Uh, if if we were parents, or if parents are out there, do you like threaten to kick your? your child's bully's ass i feel like you shouldn't oh because <laughs> i would oh okay you get out there i'll fucking crush you <laughs> i'll kill you with my own bare hands <laughs> i'll climb straight up your ass because <laughs> like kids have a lot of power in their little social circles but Ooh, as soon as an adult, an adult comes in then it just breaks apart well here's the thing like obviously you can and it would be effective yeah but you know that kid's gonna narc Oh, yeah, with his dad. Yeah, that kid's going to tattle ASAP. Who probably is an asshole. Yeah. Because if the if you, if you're a bully, it means you got some parents stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, and then he... Then you got to deal with that. Then you have to have, fight an actual man and not a And there's a bully. no one who's older than you that's going to come in and intervene on your behalf. You talk to your dad. He's very old. <laughs> and racist? Look. Look, he fought Nam. <laughs> he was a fucking general. And Korea. Oh my god. How old is your dad? Not my dad. <laughs> Just in this scenario. A dad. A dad. Yeah. And then it's grandpa versus grandpa. Yeah, and then their bones just start shattering <laughs> as they fight. 
<laughs> they talk about how many Nazis they scalped. And then they become friends by the end of it. Oh my and then God. you and the dad become friends. Or lovers. And then you make out. <laughs> and then your sons become brothers. And that's it's what it's per- all about. It's perfect. It's beautiful. Mm. Now you have two, you have grandpas with shattered bones. You've got a husband. Yeah. And your son has a brother that he loves very much. Yeah. And now you have a new son who you did threaten to beat up. <laughs> but aren't you glad you didn't? But that's what therapy's all about. Oh my God. <laughs> oh boy. We just wrote a better episode of The X Files. We did. Okay. Um, okay. So, uh, Mark Snow is using in this episode what I like to describe as curiosity horns. Ooh. Which are just like horns that are like, what's like, going on? Yeah. They're very like, they are, the, 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 the mystery is implicit in the horn melody. They are the Ripley's, believe it or not, ambiance music. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Mm, excellent. So, okay. Does the, does the janitor see these boys? Is that what it's all about? Like, I don't understand. How does the, how does Deep Roy, like, connect to these boys? Well, okay. So, like, the story of his character, right? Yeah. Is that, as we find out later from Scully, um, there was, uh, an American chemical plant in India. Okay. Yeah. That had a meltdown or some shit and killed the sun. Of this Indian Fakir yeah. that Deep Roy is playing. Okay. And so even though a Fakir is supposed to have this aesthetic life, in in reality what a, a Fakir is is it's someone who is so dedicated to their religion, um, which I think it actually started with um, the, uh, the Sufi sect of Muslims, mm-hmm. um, but also uh, is practiced in Sikhism. Um, but it's someone who's so dedicated to their religion that they only live in alms. They don't make money themselves. Okay. Um, but they're really taking it a whole step further in this X-Files so episode. So is he, is he like revenging? Is yeah, he's revenging, which is like against his religion. Yeah. I ostensibly according to the X-Files. Okay. Um, but yes, he wants to revenge his son who died. But why is he crawling up? Don't know. Spots? Okay. Interesting. Mm, interesting. Can I tell you about actual, the actual like disaster that was an illusion? To yeah. You? So again, Colin told me about this. Um, the, uh, is it Bipol disaster? Oh yeah. I've, I've heard of yeah, that. Yeah. So there were in night in 1984, there was a giant gas leak mm-hmm. and it was actually the world's worst industrial disaster. Oh wow. It affected 500,000 people and killed 2,000 to 16,000 That's people. very intense. And it was just over a night where um, it was a pesticide company in India that started a leak and um, they didn't handle it very well and people started coming out of their houses and just were poisoned. Um, Jeez Louise. And they, they don't have a correct, they don't have a body count like because it was just yeah. so vast. Um, so I think that was an allusion to what was going on here. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I had never heard of it. Yeah. That's a huge fucking oopsies. That's a big oopsies. Yeah. Um, so so his Deep Roy's son died. Yeah, and now died. is he after like Americans? Is that what the thing is? I think he's trying to get to the company, the American company. Oh. That was actually the root of it. I don't know if these boys have anything to do with that. Yeah, that's weird. I'm very confused about that overall. Mm-hmm. Um Okay, let's talk about these boys. Okay. So one of the boys, the the not the toe headed one, but the brown haired one, yes. the one who was being bullied. Yeah, he is scared. He's very scared because he thinks a small man is coming to get him. Yeah, is in um, his room. Uh, is in his room now. 
Um, I'm currently playing at this moment. Mm, which butt does this guy go up? Which next? butt's he going up? Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so it is the dad. It's the dad. He does go. The dad comes in. He's like, there's no small man in here. You're fine. Yeah. He closes and locks the window that the small man came in through. Yeah. Uh, and then he goes downstairs. I guess the small man couldn't fit in the boy. No, certainly not. Because they're the same size. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Absolutely. Unless it's like a skin suit situation. But he's like, that dad getting in there. That dad is great. I got to so, get inside so- that dad. <laughs> I got to get inside that dad. You know what? I say that so often. <laughs> Could that be our new t-shirt? Yeah, I gotta get inside that with a little handprint. Yeah. <laughs> the Devil X Files. We gotta get inside gotta that get dad. Gotta get inside that dad. Um, so they pull out the body of the dad, and uh, he's still got a big tum. Mm-hmm. He's got a big tum. He's got a big tum. So Scully's like, wait a minute, I'm gonna do an unauthorized autopsy. And he starts, she starts cutting. And a fist comes out of that chest. Uh huh. And he just wiggles right out and he hides. Um, they C sectioned Deep Roy. Yeah. Is what they just did. They sure did. And I, this is the point where I'm like, okay, I, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> I have Stockholm syndrome and I'm in. He sticks his little hand out and yeah. then, then, uh, Mark Snow just takes a page out of Jules' book and plays, oh, my hands are small, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now I have a question for you. Yeah. Cause he crawls out and he hides underneath the table. So yes. I can't see him. He is on that scooter. Yeah. Look. <laughs> I don't have Does a he? fucking clue about Does this. Does he bring the scooter I in? I don't with know. It's so unclear. It's like they didn't actually want to think about it. Or maybe there wasn't a scooter when they rode it and then they cast Deep Roy and they're like, well, he needs a scooter because to hide his legs. And it's creepy. And then no one was like, this doesn't make sense. We gotta fit the scooter in there. <laughs> or, or, maybe Deep Roy just hit a bunch of, he has like, he he's brought got 20, scooters all over the damn 20 city. scooters. And he's got like a go bag and he just hides them around. Yeah, he's like, you know what? I know I'm gonna end up in this morgue sooner or later. Gotta keep a scoot in here. And he is covered. Just covered in blood and, and viscera. You know. And you know what's in there. <laughs> in that place? Down there? The basement? How far up do you think in your intestines do you have to get until it's not it's not poo, it's just like pre poo. Probably like where your small intestine turns into your large intestine. That's when poo happens. I think that's where poo happens. Okay. Don't wiggle your eyebrows at me. <laughs> Only I can see that. They can't see that. Is that just for me? Yeah. Oh, awesome. To be fair, the first time I did it, I didn't know I was doing it. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, boy. Wow. Oh, boy. This was made for us, huh? Yeah, it really was. Okay, so... Oh, boy. The- the thing about the first sign of this man being inside of someone is that their their blood vessels in their eyes are all broken oh, and yeah. their eyes go red. That is a fear. Oh, I, really? I have a fear that I will shit so hard I break a blood vessel. Now, have you ever come so hard you break a blood vessel? I have felt like it. <laughs> <laughs> but every once in a while, I will take a shit that makes yeah. my spine crack. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a lot. The body is... Horrid. Intense and horrid. 
Wow, it's like spine whiplash. Yeah. Huh? It just come it's like Schlitter bomb in this. It just, just like straightens that thing out. It's like, oh, okay. You never need a Cairo appointment. Oh my yeah, I just wow. need to keep pooping. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, no, no. We're not fucking apologizing. <laughs> this is not on us. This is for, their fault. For once. <laughs> It is not our choice to talk about this. They've forced our hands. Oh, my God. We are not in the wrong here. No. Anyone who loves the X-Files is in the wrong. So in the wrong. They've made us do this. You've made this bed, and now we have to record a podcast in it. <laughs> and shit. <laughs> um. Okay, so the I'm little like- man comes out. <laughs> The little man comes out of and, the butt. And, okay, let's talk about this kid. So, <gasps> is he just he's chasing down the kid or he just wants yeah, to kill? Yeah, he's killing, he wants to kill the kid because he knows that the kid sees knows. through his janitor glamour. Oh, because he has the innocence of a child. Yeah, so this okay. is the other kid, the, the blonde Michael Welch kid. Okay. Sees through the janitor glamour. Because he's blonde and smart and is a bully. Yeah. And then he goes to the other kid. Yeah. And he's like, hey. I saw a small man. I saw a small man. Let's be boyfriends. (laughs) And then they hold hands. It's cute. Yeah. They don't. I just wish they did. It's fine. Uh, And so they are, their plan is to destroy the small man. Now, is this before or after the mom dies? Before. Okay. Because he, they make a plan. They're yeah. like, we're going to get this small man. And then the small man follows Michael Welch home. Yes. And then, so he goes home and he talks to his mom and then he goes outside. Uh-huh. And then the mom looks in the pool and oops, a boy dead. Uh-huh. In the pool. But it's really. She dives in. It's. Deep it's, Roy. It's Deep Roy. He's it's, in there. He's Deep Blue Roy. Oh. <laughs> See? <laughs> and he kills the mom. Kills the mom. Why? I, here's the thing I don't, I don't know. know I don't know why any of this is happening maybe okay maybe it's like a hermit crab situation <laughs> wherein when you get a little bit bigger in the shell they have to find a new shell but he's going he's downsizing well that's the thing like it's uncomfortable mm-hmm. so he's like I can't fit inside this mom her asshole toit <laughs> uh, so I just kill her yeah. That's what hermit crabs do, too. They kill... She's been doing kegels. I cannot <laughs> live in here. <laughs> so she's dead. So let's see. One boy's dad is dead. Uh-huh. One boy's mom is dead. Do I smell a romance? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Between the two boys. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so so they both have lost parents. Oh, yeah. And uh, so now they're going to hunt down the small man. Yeah. And then Scully and Doggett have a little tiff. I guess. About believing and having an open mind. And it's just like not even remotely tense. There's no, no tension between them. No one wants to be there. Nobody wants to be there. No one wants to be there. Yeah. Look, we know John Doggett is in, he's new on the scene. He doesn't want to be there. Scully, she realizes that she's talking about believing that a man has crawled inside of another man. Yeah. She doesn't, doesn't want to be, be there. there. No one wants to be there. You know there. who really doesn't want to be there? Who? The bereaved father oh. who's wearing a big plaid blanket. That's energy. I love that. It's like, my wife just died because yeah. a man crawled in her ass. <laughs> and it's nighttime. You give me that big blanket. I'm going to wear that bitch. <laughs> That's my bereavement blanket. <laughs> so how do they? Okay. So I get it. Now they're in the school. N- no. Well, first they arrest what? the janitor. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Rest of the janitor. But he's not really there. Yeah. And they figure that out because the man, the Mulder's go-to man, who knows things, sets up a <sighs> video camera, to which I say, remember video cameras? Yeah. Wild. <laughs> a whole separate camera just to take videos? Video? Oh, God. What is that about? <laughs> Did you ever do, like, little videos? Oh, you ever? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the number of videos I made in high school for like school projects or just for funsies. Oh, so many. Love it. Love oh, it. Oh boy. Mm. Phones, huh? Phones. <laughs> they got everything. I can make a video right now. Let's do a TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I know how they work. Okay. Okay. So now they're at the school. They're at the school. The boys are hunting. Yeah. The boys are hunting the small man. <laughs> Okay, and they're immune to the small man because he can't fit inside them. Because they're, but he can still kill them in conventional I guess, ways. I guess. Okay. Um. So they they follow. One of them watches him go into a closet, a supply closet. Yeah. And the other one dumps a giant bottle of acid yeah. onto him. Hell's yeah! But it misses him and shatters on the ground. Yeah. And the boy falls in the acid. Uh oh. Oopsie. And then another the other. Wait, boy, does the boy die? No. Okay. The other boy runs into a classroom. Uh huh. And the um the t. I, so there's is is this the one is the two teachers there one teacher and yeah the two teachers are there and they're talking and they're like oh why is the janitor here yeah uh, I thought you got picked up by the FBI yeah <laughs> and then the what the principal uh, tells the teacher to please call Dana Scully because you know she's delegating yeah um <laughs> she knows and and then okay so the boy runs into a classroom the other yeah. boy's outside the window he's yeah. like come on crawl out the window the one boy's like it won't open he's like i love you break it <laughs> and then <laughs> and then they use big gay energy to break through <laughs> now they're boyfriends uh but no the small man is behind him inside the classroom yeah he's like the small man is here and then skelly comes in and and uh, the small man turns around. He's pretending to be the other boy. He glamours himself. Uh, and and so now, Scully, you ready to shoot a boy? Because you gonna. She did. She shot a kid. She shot a kid. <laughs> Who would have thought? The the deep Roy knew her weakness, and it was boys. <laughs> and he tried, and it didn't work. Oh shot. boy! Yeah, that's right. <laughs> now she shoots a boy, and then we go back to India. Well, she shoots a boy, and then Doggett's like, I know you think you shot a boy, but you didn't. She's like, but it looked like a boy, but I did what Mulder would have done. Shot a boy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Mulder straight up killed a kid. Do you remember that? Yeah, absolutely. He thought the kid was a vampire and just killed the kid. He just killed him. So Scully's channeling Mulder, shoots a boy. Yeah. And then, yes, we do go back to India. Another businessman is walking through the airport and sees Deep Roy. Still there, bitches. Thought you saw the last of me. I don't know what to tell you. The whole thing's a real spaghetti fest. But spaghetti's good. No, I know. I love spaghetti. I, I love spaghetti. <laughs> I love spaghetti. Let's rate this fucker. Oh, spaghetti getty. I I rate I wrote on a spooky scale. One is not spooky. Five is too spooky. I I give it like like. Crocodile? I don't know what to give it. <laughs> like, I just. You can give a crocodile. I just don't have a numerical value of what just happened to me. Pie. <laughs> yeah, pie. <laughs> What's an invisible number? 
Fuck, I don't know. I, E, what? Q. Math? (laughs) I rate on a rage scale, it goes from one, which means this is a great, good episode and you did a good job, all the way to first person shooter, the worst episode we've watched to date. I'm gonna, so we're gonna give this a one, right? (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna give this a fucking eight. Yeah. But are we gonna remember it? Oh, yeah. Are we going to talk about it for the rest of our that lives? That doesn't mean it's good. No, it doesn't mean it's good. It was entertaining. Yeah. But not in the way that the X-Files wanted it to It also it made be. me feel bad all the time. Yeah. Because of what it was. Yeah, that's true. Okay. It still is my favorite episode. Yeah. Hmm. So people do call this is the butt genie episode. But he's not a genie. He's not a genie. But they call it the butt genie Well, I don't episode. care for that. No, I don't either. That's a, <laughs> hey. That's another layer of racism. It super is. <laughs> okay, I have a personal X-File for you. Okay. But I gotta find it. Oh, oh, my butt. Oh. Is there someone inside it? I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to just scream for a minute. <laughs> but I didn't. Look, daddy has needs. <laughs> Come and tell us, dude, about the spooky thing that happened to you. Cause we'll never tell you that we don't believe you. Unless we get abducted, we will never leave you. We want to hear about your personal X-File. This is a human interest article from People Magazine. Okay. I guess. Iowa family discovers blood seeping into their basement. Hell yeah. (laughs) I got blood in my basement at least once a month. All the fucking time. Once a month. It's like forever. <laughs> Look, we got two basements. We got two basements. At least three, maybe, sometimes. One's got a regular bloody period. <laughs> oh, that's what it's called. Oh. Uh, and the other one just, you know, whenever it fucking feels like it. Mm-hmm. And then once if I eat a lot of beets. Oh, fuck. Right? Hate that. Um, There may be uh, two more weeks until Halloween. Well, but... <sighs> What one Iowa man discovered in his basement recently was something straight out of a horror film. Uh, Nick uh, Lestina was preparing to sell his Bagley home. Bagley? Oh. Bagley, Iowa. Bagley, Iowa. Mm. Named after... Bagels? Ed Bagley Jr.? <gasps> no. <laughs> Gasp. <laughs> uh, after living there for 10 years, when he found five inches of blood covering his basement floor. Isn't that a... Band? Five inches? <laughs> yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Though surprise, Lestina said he instantly knew where this disturbing contents came from. Later determined to be animal blood, fat, and tissue. Um, the neighborhood doll's meat locker. Oh, boy. That's gonna hurt your value, huh? <laughs> yeah. Being next door. So, I know people, like, next door to a, um, uh, 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 cemetery. Yeah. property oh, value yeah. goes down. But a mean locker. Is that like a shoe locker? Yeah. You got the like the friend the the boys dressed in like the referee outfits uh-huh. and they open up boxes and see what meets is the best uh-huh. fit. Mm. Yeah. Nobody wants to see that. Smell that. I wouldn't want that for anyone to have in their house, he told the outlet. I was shocked at first, but I had a pretty a good good idea of where they came from. The Iowa father of five has lived next to Dell's Meat Locker for a decade, but never has any issues with the company. That is until October 3rd, when he found the terrifying surprise in his unfinished basement. 
the hog and cattle remains had reportedly made their way into his basement after being down dumped down Dow's floor drain, traveling through Listina's pipes, which was connected to the neighborhood companies. So they came up, up from the pipes. Yeesh. Okay. Um. Now here's my question. Yeah. What did this man do to wrong the meat locker? Because you know this is retribution. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right? Man, maybe he went in there and just kept opening boxes and leaving them all over the place. Maybe. Or vegan. <laughs> Could be. Maybe he just started leaving signs everywhere, pamphlets, and they're like, okay, well, I've had enough of this. I'm going to flood your basement with blood. <laughs> A blood flood. Or, or into Carrie. Ooh, right? yeah. Just a little blood. Just a, just a little blood here and oh. there. So, uh, so he has got to clean that up. Now, could you imagine how haunted that basement is now? So many ghost cows. And pigs. Oh, my God. Done. That's, ju- that's, that's it. done. You're done. It's it. That's You got to put that in the description. all you description. get. Boy. Boy. Can you imagine living down there? <laughs> What if you rented that basement? You wake up, you get out of bed, you're fucking ankle deep in blood. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's it. Um, let's rate. No, no. Uh, let's talk, Allison. Let's talk. Let's talk. Hey, let's, let's talk. talk. I think this is, should be the last episode of the Double X Files. No, we're cursed. <laughs> I know we are. We just am currently going through that curse. <laughs> But if the people don't want us to talk about nasty butt stuff, they want another podcast yeah. that isn't about nasty butt stuff, um, what do you think that should... Where do you think they should go? I think they should head directly to the Major Cast Network, um, where there are lots of other delightful podcasts that aren't about butts and poop and... Um, ripped anuses. Ripped anuses, but there are other about other things. Um, and uh, here's one that you might like. Hey, listeners, do you ever watch a movie for your favorite actor, but then you discover that it wasn't worth your time? Well, my time is worth nothing. I'm Lenny Burnham. I'm the host of The Filmographers, the podcast where I'll watch an actor's full filmography and tell you what stuff is worth watching and what stuff you shouldn't bother with. There's lots of episodes already available, a lot more coming soon. They're wherever you get your podcasts. So check out The Filmographers right here on Major Cast Network. Now we can't guarantee that they don't talk about butt stuff. I cannot give you that guarantee because this uh, this podcast network is full of one hundred percent certified nasty boys. Yeah, and that's just the way it is. But we do talk about butt stuff way more. We certainly talk about it the most, <laughs> especially in this episode. Yeah. Okay. What comes next? Next, we do predictions. Oh yeah. Whose turn is it? I don't know. Uh oh. <laughs> I could. I know we did not. I know we didn't. I think it's my turn. I know I did not predict anything. Yeah, you certainly close. To I'm this. pretty sure that you. Yeah, if it's bad love, maybe I. I don't know. Who knows? Anyway, anything could happen based on a name. Anything could happen when you're playing the prediction game. Tell me, Allison, what's it gonna be? A way to dredge up all of your childhood anxiety. It's, we're tied at a half point, I think. Yeah. Season 8, episode 11, The Gift. The Gift. The Gift. The Gift. Mm. Oh, season 11. I'm gonna say it's a Christmas episode. 
Oh, why? Because uh, 11, a, an, an 11th episode is about halfway through a season, which is usually oh, just before the Christmas break. Okay, okay, okay. And it's called The Gift. I don't know. Okay, okay. Um, maybe it's about like a mall Santa who gets some sort of uh, telepathy or some kind of supernatural gift. Oh, and he knows what to get people? Yeah. But then he gets him a real fist in the teeth. I don't know. He's mean. He's evil. <laughs> He's Billy Bob Thornton. It's bad it's Santa. Bad. <laughs> so I'll give you a half point for Santa. Okay. I'll give you a half point for, like, reading people's minds. Okay. But it's spooky. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Done? Done. Allison, if... The people want to complain about the X-Files because they can't complain about us because honestly. This one's not on us, guys. This one's not our fault. Uh, who should they, uh, how should they get a hold of us? Um, you can email us at doublexfilespodcast at gmail.com. That's double spelled out, D-O-U-B-L-E. Or you can find us on Instagram, uh, Twitter, and Facebook at doublexfiles. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear your thoughts and, uh, not your complaints about whether we're talking about bust off too much because this one's not our fault, guys. <laughs> now, we do have a rule, Allison. Yeah. That if you did finish because of this episode or this podcast or in spite of this episode or podcast, you do owe us a five star. And when we say finish, we mean... Jizz. Complete. <laughs> um, to completion. However you complete. Uh, now, I don't want you to be ashamed. No. Of this one. You know what? We talk a lot about war, and if that's your thing. We also talked a lot about being inside people. <laughs> also, and you can interpret that however you want. We also talked about butt stuff a lot. Yeah, and a lot of people find pleasure in that, and that's totes cool. Yeah, so, you know, this could be prime for some five stars. Yeah. So if you did do the do, um, five stars, please. Yeah. It's only right. And we'll know if you don't. <laughs> We will know. We will. We're going to come to your door and like, excuse me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we heard there were emissions in here. <laughs> I brought my black light. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm done. Me too. Oh, until next time. The truth, truth is, is out there. there. Or in here. Oh. And I got to point to my butt. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Major Casts Network. Stay fun, stay nasty, and stay major.